I grew up in Connecticut and was am a nurse by profession. I met my husband, Eric Munoz, at Yale New Haven Hospital. He trained there as a surgeon, and I was working there as a nurse. Needless to say, 35 years later, I ended up marrying him. We have five children together. And we lived in Long Island. Then we moved to New Jersey in 1989. He was a professor of surgery at University Hospital and published many, many articles about healthcare costs and discovered that doctors weren't listening. So he was probably 25 years ahead of him the time when it came to understanding the disparities in payment in healthcare. So he figured out the way to get there was to, through politics. So in 19 early 90s, he got on the council. And then in 2001, he was uh, sworn into the assembly. So I was a mom of five children. I was working part-time as a per diem nurse, but at home, work on the PTA. I was the PTA president at all three levels of the schools, PTA president, councils president twice, very involved member of the safety committee and summit, traffic committee, and the wife of a politician. He was a trauma surgeon in Newark, and so they sleep at the hospital at night. It's a busy, you know, busy, busy place, and they have to sleep there. So on the nights that he couldn't go to an event, I would go for him. I would go with him. I would go for him. So I became sort of the fourth member of the team, if you will. And, you know, I'm very chatty, if you will. <laughs> and um, I would, like, sort of work the room while he sat and talked to people. And I got to know a lot of people in District 21. You know, unfortunately, on March 30th of 2009, he passed away suddenly. I mean, it was very sudden. He woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and by 5.20 in the afternoon, he had died. Believe it or not, because he was a trauma surgeon and knew that people's lives changed quickly and dramatically, he used to have a saying that people get in the car to go to ShopRite, and they don't come home, because he saw that happen. So one day he said, I was going back to school to get my school nurse certificate, and he said, why are you doing that? And I said, in case something happens to you. He said, well, if something happens to me, you can run for my seat. I quit going to school because I already had a master's in nursing. I really wasn't what I was looking to do. And I started started paying more and more attention. And unfortunately, something did happen to him. When he said that, it wasn't because he knew he was sick because he wasn't sick, but rather because he knew lives changed quickly. So he died on a Monday, and by that following Monday, I had to have the petitions in to decide to do this. Spoke to my children. They said, absolutely do it. I was committed, to, obviously, to my community and to the people of District 21 peripherally. And so I knew that it was something that I would like to do. And so I was selected by the committee people within Union County. We represented 10 towns in Union County, 16 towns in total. And so we had a special convention where I was selected to fill his unexpired term. And that was in April of '09, and I was sworn in in May of '09. And then there was a primary in June of 09, which I won handedly. And then I was elected for my first full term in November of 09. So this is my third full term, but I've been in the assembly for approximately five years now. The background, both of your husband and yourself, a medical background, is a little bit unusual when it comes to people who are in politics. Usually you think of lawyers going into the field of politics. Does that give you, you think, a different perspective for many of your colleagues in the assembly? Absolutely. I oftentimes say that being a nurse prepares you for a life in politics almost better than any other profession, or certainly as well as other professions. I mean, you're part of a team. You're problem solvers. You're good listeners because you have to hear the people's questions. But, you know, I am one of two nurses. I'm the only licensed registered nurse in the assembly. And it does give me a different perspective because, number one, I understand all the health care policy or legislation that comes before us, which is really interesting. This office 
and it has been historically, an office where many people come with social issues, human issues. The developmentally disabled know that this is an office that they can come to, first with my husband and then with myself, because we've dealt with these kind of issues in a real way in the hospital. So, you know, my husband and I have worked on legislation to protect the developmentally disabled, to work on making sure that there's protections for people in institutions or hospitals, because we've actually seen it. So that empathy for the public, they know that they can get that here. So that's important. I think it's really important to have a diverse legislature. Someone asked me recently, I was at Eagleton Institute with the students, the political science students, why don't we have a full-time legislature? I said, because then you'd have to have, everybody would have to be rich, because you couldn't afford to do it otherwise. And it's, I think it's really important that we have a diverse legislature. I would say about a third are lawyers, but you know, there's a one physician, now that my husband's no longer there, there's at least three dentists, there's a chiropractor, there's hospital administrators, there are um, there was a ShopRite manager, there's teachers, there's policemen, there's former detectives, and that really is important because we see the entire background of the state of New Jersey. So I think being a nurse, you know, there's 110,000 RNs on their voice for nursing, and I really think that that's important. That's one of the issues that I'm dealing with right now is we're talking about health care. Health care is a huge part of what we're talking about currently. We're going to give people insurance cards, but we haven't increased the number of providers. So like, how do we provide this health care? I'm an advanced practice nurse myself. By education and training, I don't practice as that have not done so in many, many years. However, you know, we've got advanced practice nurses who are educated and trained to provide the health care. Let's make sure that they can do that and provide this health care to practice to the full extent of their education and training. That's one of the things that I'm really working on. Certainly there are a number of issues statewide as well as in the district. What are some of your priorities, especially from the district level? Obviously one of the most important issues for the people of New Jersey is our property taxes. You know, it is a huge burden on everybody at every level. So I have been the prime sponsor of one of the prime sponsors of several pieces of legislation regarding sick leave payouts. You know, I'm a nurse. I know that people get sick. And when you get sick, you get a sick day if that's what, you know, happens. If you don't get sick, you're very fortunate. Sick leave, in my view, is to be used for when you're sick. It is a benefit that is to be used in the event that you need it. This is a huge burden on our municipalities. I did a, a printout of all 16 of our towns and what their financial burden is of paying out for these sick leave time that, they, that haven't been used. And in every case, every town has a different contract, obviously, but in every case, it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of obligations. So we need to get that under control. We need to work on legislation to stop this, in my view, because if you're sick, you're sick, and if you're not, you're lucky, and you, you, you just give it back. Um, because they're paying them out at the current rate of their paychecks. So if you were employed in 1976 and you say you have sick time from 1976 when you're making $10,000 a year and now you're making $100,000 a year, you get paid out at your current level of pay. That is just wrong. And so my real strong push right now is to make sure that that gets passed. I mean, it, we're going to grandfather people in. We're going to look at how we can do this. But it's not, was it meant to be a bank? that you can take that money. It was meant to be a benefit in the event that you needed it. And if you use those days to call in sick and go to the Yankees game, then that's fraud. Come on, it, let's let's be honest with the people. This is taxpayer dollars. My other um, big issue is the Jessica Lunsford Act. She was a 
nine-year-old girl who was kidnapped by her neighbor who was a supposed to have been a registered sex offender was a was a sex offender who didn't register um he kidnapped her he raped her he buried her alive that was in february of 05 in may of 05 my husband introduced the first state outside of the state of florida to introduce legislation the jessica lunsford act to increase the penalties for aggravated sexual assault on a minor we are one of five or six states that do not have a version of this law. He was the first one, one of the last states. My husband made a promise to the father of this young girl, Mark Lunsford, that he would get this done. I'm going to make sure it's, it gets done. I've worked with the Democrats on this bill. There was a lot of pushback because there was the Democrats don't really want mandatory sentencing. However, we're talking about sexual assault of a child. We've moved the age down under 13. That We're talking about 12-year-olds and younger. We've changed the, it's 25 years mandatory sentencing, unless you want to do a plea deal because we don't want to expose these children to further abuse, um, trauma by having to go and, and testify against the, the, the person who's done this crime against them. So we've worked with the prosecutor's offices to to agree to a plea, a plea deal to get it down to 15 years. I've also worked with the Democrats to remove the harboring because he was living with a member of his family. This young girl screamed, and they saw her nail marks. Somebody in the family knew that he was there, knew this child was there, knew he hadn't registered. We removed that, put that in a separate bill. So I've done everything we can do to make it acceptable to both sides of the aisle. We have a majority of uh, people on the bill. In other words, there's more than 41 co-sponsors. It's ready to go. Let's get this done. This will protect the children of all 16 of my districts, as well as the people around the state. This is not a specific bill for my district. It protects the children. It puts away the people who would commit this heinous crime. And, you know, as a nurse, I know that recidivism is it's there i mean this is not something that we can make these people better we have to put them away because they can't it just happens over and over again and we have to do what we can to protect the children